0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for Ron Browse.
2: Oh, I thought you wanted 0908 Gucci.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, he's a chopper suit icon. He had the biggest tease in the game. Shout out Gucci Man LaFleur.
2: He had a big ass So Icy chain too. It was like he said, So Icy in a big ass steering wheel circle. Remember that chain? That is true. I don't know if that was real, but I don't want to bother Gucci. Shout out to, <laughs> hey, shout out to Mr. Radric Davis. Hey, man.
1: Shout out Gucci, man. the Soup Convos, we back again. What you been up to, Jamal?
2: Nothing, man. Chopping it up about business, you know what I'm saying? Um, A dear friend of mine just asked me to DJ his wedding, so I'm pretty so- excited. Um, shout out to James. James Austin out in Texas. You know what I'm saying? I'm honored to. His Royal Douglas. Yeah, I'm honored to DJ his wedding. You know what I'm saying? So we was chopping it up. And, um, you know, also, you know, I've been up to, you know, just working out, clean eating, you know, what I mean, staying motivated, just trying to be a better me every single day because that's how it's supposed to be. What about you, man?
1: Yeah, I've been selling crack to the community. Just kidding. <laughs> that's
2: right, nice. That's what's up. That's what's up
1: oh man but when is James getting married we're not trying to spill all the beans is it this summer or is it next year how, it's, how soon is
2: it it's, it's next year but I'm doing another wedding this ah, summer that's
1: cool though I'm looking forward to that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sneak in that wedding
2: yeah it's actually uh I don't want to you know yeah, yeah of,
1: you don't gotta spill the beans but I just know I'm walking in there
2: basically um you you would your chances will be highly to do that because it's not going to be in Texas so
1: even if it wasn't Texas, I'm walking in like Vince McMahon.
2: And I'm actually thinking about going to Texas this year. I'm try- I might uh, pull up on him. I'm trying to go to a Dallas game at the stadium at Jerry's World. So I might pull up on him this fall.
1: That would be cool. Do you think you'll do that with your dad and your brother since they're Cowboy fans? How it would about? be
2: dope. It would be dope to do that because um, my dad, you know, he's known James since I've known James, like basically almost 20 years. Yeah. I know James for like 19 years now. Word. My, dad, my dad knows his dad and all that, so that would be pretty dope, but um, I don't know. I, I didn't have them in mind. I was going to go on my own. Okay, I just want to go to Jay's world. I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I just got to go.
1: This guy's a sick son. <laughs> my that- dad, he went there
2: without me before.
1: Yeah, because you're not a fan. It's different. How are you going to walk to the cathedral and you're not in the religion?
2: I think I'll do whatever I want. Fuck they religion. Whoa, all right. I hope it'll be dope if the Ravens were playing that this year.
1: Man, shut up about the Ravens, man. Right.
2: I gotta, I gotta see a black quarterback. Yeah, Plus, you're
1: gonna see Dakota Rain or Rain no, Dakota. Not, however you say it.
2: He's he's not a black quarterback, but yes, I need to. See them, I need to see them play against a black quarterback.
1: Rain Dakota.
2: He's not a black quarterback.
1: Yes. What what do you think he puts on his senses? He's other. Probably. Hey man, shout out to all my great homies out there. Shout out, little B.
2: He's scared to um. Run the ball, man.
1: It's not that he's scared. He just doesn't have the capacity to do it like Jameis Winston or Byron Leftwich.
2: Yeah, just Byron. The
1: black doesn't mean you're going to be able to run.
2: Yeah, Byron didn't run that much. But Jameis be trying to get, a, get up out there every now and then. Yeah, and
1: now. gets two yards and fumbles.
2: Leave J, J-Bo alone, man.
1: Jay bo please. That brother Drew Brees is thinking about coming back.
2: <laughs> yeah, he needs because he sit sees down.
1: that trap is wide
2: open. Nah, he, he needs to sit down. Sean's not there. Just sit down, Drew. It's he old. doesn't
1: care. He's like, oh, y'all drafted a wide receiver in the first round. I like that.
2: Mm, yeah, it's too late, man. And the uh, Colts job is already taken. It's too late. Like you know, that's the that's the um white quarterback uh, retirement home. So
1: well, you know, everywhere except for Baltimore is the white quarterback retirement home. To be honest.
2: No, nah, I'm talking about in recent years.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the Colts, they've had who? Philip Rivers, and now they got Matt Ryan. So, I mean, they tried to go young with Carson Wentz, but he was huff, and now he's in Washington. so
2: They really did try.
1: Yeah, they tried to get a young guy. He just wasn't good enough. Couldn't beat Jacksonville to make the playoffs.
2: And Jim Mercer said, get this nigga the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Literally. He said, I don't want to, he wanted to meet with him and, like, Talk about the season, you know, and try to rehash things. Jim Ursay said, fuck no, get out of here.
1: Hey, man, Jim Ursay, if you know about him, he doesn't have time for games. He's a real trapper. That's all I'll say.
2: Yeah, he likes to to drink a lot, too. And I think he... uh,
1: Whoa, 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 allegedly.
2: I think he's kind of like the Knicks uh, owner where he thinks he's like a rock and roll star, too.
1: I mean, you know, when you got a rich daddy, you grew up as a rock and roll star. You didn't have to
2: work hard. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I think his pills is what he likes.
1: Yeah, that's why, that's why I said he's a real trapper, man. He has all the bags. Gets away yeah. with it. Let me see how he came up in the game. Oh yeah, yeah oh dad. yeah,
2: he was in Baltimore at first, right? Who? His dad. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's-
2: yeah, Jim Irsay. Damn, that's crazy. They really were supposed to be the Baltimore Colts.
1: I well, didn't have time for that. They,
2: they really moved.
1: Middle America. in the It worked out for them.
2: They moved in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had to. How else are you going to leave a hood like Baltimore? In the daytime?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no. Them niggas really moved in Harlem That's like a thief in the night. When did they do this? In the 80s, right?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, right before crack came. That was a good decision, if you ask me. Just kidding, guys.
2: You love crack today. I mean, I did mention Gucci to start it off.
1: Yeah, come on, man. That's what got me thinking about crack.
2: Damn, like Baltimore really had a team, and then oh, they left.
1: Yeah, like, and they got another team, and they won two Super Bowls. It worked out for everybody.
2: Yeah, and the Indianapolis Colts um, and their history. Well, it's crazy. Baltimore got a Super Bowl in 1970.
1: Yeah, the Colts.
2: Yep. Yeah. And then the, and the United. And the only time Indianapolis got it uh, was in 2006. So Baltimore has seen three rings. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Who was really watching it in 1970?
2: I don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. He was probably even at the games.
2: And uh, Kyle Ripkin Jr.
1: Oh, man. But let's get into this, man, because we could do short talk like that all the time. Let's get into the big topic today. The Kendrick album. How many times did you listen to it?
2: At least four, maybe five times all the way through, maybe. But I would say uh, at least four or five times all the songs.
1: Oh, yeah. See, I only listened to it once, bro.
2: I love when you count me out. I love when you count me out. Fuck so it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up.
1: So direct man. I only listened to it once. Give us your breakdown. You don't have to go song for song, but just go with, you know, what you liked about the album. What did you think about it? Did it reach your expectations? Do you like the themes, the production? Get into it.
2: Well, I the themes were... I mean, they're pretty cool. Um, it's very self-aware and it's like, it's very like um making the world self-aware. And like, if you start off with the first song, United in Grief, you know, he keeps saying everybody grieves different. And I guess that's how we're all united in grief. And um, I don't know, it's a lot of information to like, kind of give a poignant, um, you know, that's my favorite word to give, like, a great analysis for each song, but I mean, it was... Nah, you don't got to go a song for song. I know, I know, I know, but it was, um, it was cool. I like the album. It was very artsy. It was very creative. Um, You listened to
1: it five times. It must have been something that kept making you want to play it back, right? Or were you trying to, like, understand it more than enjoying?
2: It was just, like, a good play. It was just, like, captivating. Um... You know what I mean? It's just the production was good. His his uh, flows and lyricism was good. I love the song with him and Kodak. I like Kodak being on the interludes. Um, Die Hard was a dope song in 95. I mean, it was just very creative. Um, You know, like a lot of people are saying this is kind of like a culmination of like all of his projects put together. And I kind of agree, like. You know, the song where he's talking about um like Auntie Diaries and um Mother I sober, that's kind of like some um kind of like good kid a little bit, Mad City. And then you have like um some songs where like the song where he talks about how many times he fucked a white bitch. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of like um to pimp a butterfly, like the way the song was structured and very spoken wordy. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, like when he said that was the first time I fucked a white bitch, and he paused the next time i fucked a white bitch i was like oh shit he really wanted to tell us how many times he fucked a white bitch and and i thought it was interesting that he felt like his ancestors were watching him fuck a white bitch and like that they would be proud yeah
1: i mean you know if the ancestors is like god they always watching you man
2: so you think our ancestors are happy when we fuck white bitches
1: no he was i think he was saying they would be proud cuz he was like dog fucking her you know Treating her with no respect. Hmm. Wasn't romancing her. He was fucking the shit out of her. That's why I think maybe he said they would be proud of him.
2: Where is Copenhagen Copenhagen at? Is that like in Denmark or some shit? Yep. Damn, that's a pretty cool place to fuck a white girl.
1: (laughs) What, in Europe?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's easy, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's their land.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It just seems better than like fucking Georgia or some shit.
1: I mean, this is their land, too. So, I mean, hey, it's whatever, man. He said he fucked his first white woman in Cali. So, I mean, hey, he started off in the hometown.
2: Did he say he was, like, on a school field trip or something? Or, like, on a... Like, why was he with the white kids that had credit cards and shit and family plans? I don't know. Maybe
1: after school he decided to go to the other side of town and then... No,
2: no, no. First of all, we got to get into this. What is like? What are you doing? Like, why are you trying to boycott this album? Why are you trying to pretend like this isn't your lane and this is this isn't where you live? Yeah, nigga, this is your shit. No, it's not. Oh my gosh, it's not.
1: My favorite rappers, Future, Nas, Biggie—they're not homework rappers. Like even Nas, he's a conceptual rapper, but he's not a rapper like Kendrick that goes uh, like eight years to think of a real story to try to talk about his life in a different moment. Nas isn't like that. Uh, who else do I like? Nas man. talks about his life. Yeah. But not like Kendrick does. Yeah, he does. Nah, not like Kendrick does. Yeah.
2: Not like Kendrick. Cause Kendrick puts it really all on one album. Nas has yeah, at man. least one, but Nas has at least like two, like kind of like my life was like this, uh, my dad or, talking about like his mom in certain ways he at least has like two of those songs on each album, besides like distant relatives
1: not really (laughs) if you ever listen to that no he doesn't though like the one time he talked about his mom was on god's on uh what's the jump god's son when the song dance when his mom was about to pass away he doesn't really get in depth about his life he does a few times like he's talked of course papa was a player talked about his dad's infidelity and things like that Fetus talking about like but it's not as intense like kendrick like i said Nas is a rapper that he's not like how kendrick art how kendrick fans you see how they like oh you see what this means and this means now with Nas, he's more direct he's not a homework rapper kendrick is like a Lupe, like, you got to listen. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, you had to listen to this five times to get it. I only listened to it once because I was cool, but I was like, it's not really fun. I just went back to listen to Pusha T in future. So it's like, it's a good album. I feel like it's an important album for people to have these dialogues and conversations about Black trauma, generational curses, what have you, transphobia, Infidelity, Therapy. Yeah, it's a very deep album. It's very good, but it ain't got that much replay value to me. Like the songs, let me look at the track list. The songs that I liked off top are um, N95, Rich Spirit, and like Silent Hill. But yeah,
2: like, but I'm not going to crank this album. I mean, for me, I guess I liked it because um, he was just talking about like life, like just if you've ever just been through all kinds of different shit, it was just, for me, it was just nice to hear certain things and like, um, you know what I mean? Like, like, I even worked out to this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like sometimes I don't want to just listen to fake shit all the time. Sometimes I want to hear some real life stuff, like like count me out or like, um, just like, I don't have really specific examples. Like I wish I did off top, but I don't know. Sometimes I I wanted, I kind of wanted to hear this album over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like This
1: is a great project that needed to exist. But like I said, if I had to give it a score off the one listen I had, i would give it a four and a half out of five because for a mainstream rapper, to make this type of album at the height of your powers i mean he even did like a uh, i don't even know if it's it's like a more of like a play like that song about arguing with your girlfriend like yeah it's good music the production is cool there's a lot of movements in it like jazz or you know old school stuff like the voice, of course, Kendrick is always good with his voice inflections, tones, cadences. Like it's a good album. Of course, him using Baby Keem, his cousin, on the interlude, you can hear the influence on some stuff. Using Kodak, that's cool. I like a couple of the little references that he uses of Draco, like on Purple Hearts, he says he's mud walking on the hook. Hmm. On Rich, on Rich Spirit, he does the uh, ad lib, like every two, three bars, like Draco did on the Impatient Freestyle. Like I hear-
2: Oh, I, I kind of thought that was more Keem. uh Nah. I attract- it, like, I like I felt like Keem wrote that part. uh That's Draco. No, nah, I don't think that was Draco. I think it is. Uh-uh, that reminded me. that To me, I felt like Keem did that. Like he got that from Keem. Sound like Keem. I
1: don't know,
2: that sounds- It's so attractive.
1: But uh, yeah, like it's a cool album. Uh, I'm not gonna, like I said, this is not something I'm gonna crank, but I feel like I remember I told people that if this is a double album, it better be as good as Life After Death and All Eyes on Me. And in a way it is because of, like I said, the songs, the depth in it, the concepts, it's important.
2: You know what's crazy though? I actually don't think this is better than any of his previous albums.
1: It's not. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Because it doesn't have the replay value as the other ones because it is such a heavy album. Like, it's funny. I was, even when I saw the track list, I was criticizing it like, hey, man, how you calling this a double album? Went to Pimp a Butterfly was longer and it was one CD. But then I realized, hey, man, you too old school. This is the same man who made an ep and it was over an hour so that's what kendrick is about changing the rules changing the way you look at things so hey what is even a double album in the streaming era <laughs> i don't think it means anything maybe it's something for your contract i don't know if it still counts as two albums because in the past a double album was two albums in one that's why it counted twice in sales
2: and that's why tupac was about to get off death row immediately
1: yeah allegedly we don't know how long his contract was for real who knows
2: yeah supposedly it was
1: three albums but you yeah, know who knows but yeah like in this album <clears throat> you notice it says volume one volume two but it's all one stream so i don't know the science behind it i did see on his uh store he's selling the cd i'm sure then
2: yeah, I was about to say his RTS would have to do that. Actually, well, I mean,
1: days. there's exists. other artists still sell CDs too.
2: Yeah, but I just felt you know, like I bought
1: was... a CD in 2022. Oh, you did? Yeah, you know what? What future? Come on, man!
2: It, it actually has a C, like a CD ROM. Hmm. Uh, do you yeah. still listen to that album?
1: Yeah, I listened to it this morning when I went jogging.
2: True. I listen yeah, to perfect.
1: it all
2: the time. It's perfect for working out. I listen to that album still. Um, and push your tease.
1: Like I, I think, yeah. I don't know. I've only bought five albums this year. I never liked you. It's almost dry. I know Nego. Uh the currency and alchemist album continuous and face by baby face ray. I'm not buying this Kendrick album.
2: Ew, this guy's rebelling. I'm not <laughs>
1: rebelling. It's a, you're like rebelling said, it's a good album. It's an important album.
2: Have you bought, can, did you buy Damn? Yeah. Did you buy To Pimp a Butterfly? Yeah. Did you buy whatever was before that? Good
1: Kid, Mad City? Yeah. Yeah, I bought it at the FYE in Norfolk, man,
2: MacArthur. Yeah, like you're literally rebelling. You're literally trying not to listen. You're trying to pretend like you only like stupid ass fake gangster rap and you're acting like this isn't your origin
1: it's not my origin like you just said it yourself it's not as good as any kendrick of his last albums why would i buy it then it's not better because you're supposed to think
2: it's really good you are supposed to think it's really good i said it's really good and i don't need it no you're supposed to like it and like put it on a pedestal because this is like your home for rap you're not like a real trap down south uh i'm not a
1: i'm not a trap fan i just like future
2: and you're not a real like street rap fan. You come from KRS and stuff, and most death.
1: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a real street rap fan. I like Biggie, and I like UGK, and I like Clips. It's not like I listen to everybody. I just like what I like.
2: And I just seen Mr. Fab in the crowd at the Warriors game. Shout out to Mr. Fab.
1: Good but fan. um, I can't name one song from that brother.
2: I don't know. I just know he's Marshawn Lynch's cousin, and he used to drive. We still
1: queen. use the short bus for yeah, stuff? I love the-
2: no, I don't think he uses the short bus, but he's an Oakland legend.
1: Yeah, he is for sure.
2: But um, but yeah, it's... I mean,
1: I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, Kendrick, like I said, it's a very good album. I gave it a four and a half out of five. What do you want me to do? That doesn't mean I have to listen to it.
2: Well, have you asked any of your hip hop friends what they think about it? What are the streets? I... What are the streets telling you?
1: The only hip hop hip hop friend I have is Kwe C, but I haven't asked him yet. I was he, giving him time to digest it.
2: Is he a Kendrick fan or is he more of like... Of course
1: he is. What?
2: I'm just saying, I know he likes J. Cole a lot. Is he like J. Cole more than Kendrick?
1: That I don't know, but if you're a hip hop, hip hop nigga, you got to love Kendrick. He's the king of hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> he is. He's their, He's big papa.
2: <laughs> hip hop, hip hop. I'm trying to think, who would you say are the top five
1: I don't really have much hip hop. I'm telling you, out of all my friends that are rap nerds, you know how it is. The older you get, the less interest you have in these sort of things. The only real hip hop friends I have is basically Bafo, Quit Seeing You. I haven't asked Bafo about the album yet either. I still got to listen to Punk again.
0: Uh, uh.
1: He told me it was better than Future's last album, so I got to listen to it.
2: Yeah, I already know. I'm not listening to that album ever again in my I'm life. I'm gonna
1: listen to it because it might—it's probably the last Young Thug album we'll get with him as a free man. Unfortunately,
2: that album was Foo.
1: <laughs> so that's not a good last album.
2: Nah, damn Thug, it's crazy. Yeah. R.I.P. to Lil Key too. Yeah,
1: man. Last week we—I said the joke about a. Hey, it's interesting. I was made a joke like, Hey, Keaton got it in, in this Rico. I was happy for them. And then sad Keith lost his life. Only 24. The, you know, official cause of death isn't out yet, but it looks like it was health related. Uh, unfortunate. fortunate, like I said, at the end of the last episode, say no to drug kids. It's bad. Like, It's a shame, you know, and hey, I listen to the King of Drugs. He's my favorite rapper. I don't agree with everything he says. Don't do drugs. It's bad. It'll fuck you up. And if you
2: do do drugs, please drink a lot of water.
1: Don't do drugs, man.
2: Because you can't be doing all these drugs and fucking your liver up and not drinking any water to filter it out. Like, you know, I mean, your body's going to shut down. But, um.
1: And it's a shame. Shout out Keith. I just want to say, I just want to name a few of my favorite Keith songs, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, I was actually about to, I was literally about to do the same.
1: Because he got a HBS hood baby shit. That's my jam. Real slime with Zaytoven. Uh 7585 North with Uzi.
2: I love that song.
1: Undefeated with Future. That's You, cool.
2: n- you named three of mine so far. HBS 7585 Undefeated.
1: It's a freestyle masterpiece, of course. Nameless. Wall- I like to join
2: with him and Thug on um, so so much fun. That was one of my favorite songs. Word, which one? I can tiptoe in that pussy like oh it yeah. Key kills this part.
1: Yeah, Water by G, Million Dollar Mansion with Thug, Fox Five with Gunner. That was actually used in the Rico case.
2: What what was the song with him and Melly?
1: I don't know. Damn, I forgot what it was oh, called. Yeah, Snake, that's my jam, and of course, brotherly love—we got it.
2: Yeah, man, Key was somebody. Um, we definitely thought like, you know, what I mean, it was gonna be like next. You know, what I mean, he still had time; he was young. But when he first came out, he was definitely like killing shit.
1: Yeah, normally I don't like people that are biters, quote unquote. But it was different in Kid because he was actually signed to the homie he was influenced by and he was from the same neighborhood so it was like i don't know it just felt like the bond was real and you know you would see thug interviews he always called Kid his son like he embraced him to the point that he signed him he believed in him and he backed him and if you look at what kid was doing the long Live mexico trapped on Cleveland series like he was putting in work he has a very good catalog for someone who was only 24 so you could tell he had talent he was skilled he was giving you a lot of the young thug sauce that thug moved on from because he was a mainstream artist now and maybe he had different interests but not to say that he was a complete thug clone because he had his own flavor and style too but he was talented. He even said uh, before he passed, he was working on he talked talk to him too. And I think there was even rumors that he might do a project with Metro or something. So he was about to take it to the next level and it's sad he's gone.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure.
1: But yeah, man. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta dang, you really think I'm faking the funk on this Kendrick love?
2: Yeah, I could just tell even the day you told me I haven't listened to you. I was like, oh, here you go on this bullshit. No, nah, like,
1: because when I saw the, like I said, when I saw, because I read a lot about this album before I even listened to exactly. it.
2: Exactly. You're, you're doing this on purpose.
1: No. Nah. I mean, hey, what do you think when a rapper drops, I'm supposed to listen to it immediately at midnight?
2: You listen to all this other shit immediately, like Freddie Gibbs.
1: Nah, he he gets in in the morning. He's not a midnight play.
2: Oh, true. Oh, yeah, I had a question, too. Who do you think are the five most hippity-hop-ass mainstream people of today?
1: Kendrick, J.
0: Cole. uh,
2: hmm,
1: Logic isn't mainstream anymore. He He don't don't count.
2: He's not that active right now. I I
1: think he is active. It's just no one cares.
2: Is Vince Staples in there for you? He's not that hippie. He's hop not a nigga. hip-hop
1: nigga.
2: Um, what about um JID? Is he a hip-hop nigga?
1: He doesn't work hard enough.
2: Damn, you don't think so? He's... No,
1: What's the last time you put out a project like 2018? True. I, I even saw on Twitter they're like, Yeah, man, JID wasted his momentum. He could have done something.
2: Does uh Griselda and them count as hip hop ass niggas, or they're just different you people? said
1: mainstream, they're not mainstream. They're mainstream. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're not. Yeah, the last project J.I.D. put out was 2018. These guys are relaxed.
2: Oh, Jordan Lucas. You can put him in there, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't listen to his music. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. When you say hip-hop, hip-hop, all I can tell you is Kendrick and Cole, bro. I don't listen to none of that. other. No J.I.D.?
2: No IDK? Yeah. IDK is not
1: necessarily... Yeah, they're not mainstream.
2: And I don't think real hip-hop as most deaf people exist anymore on, the, on a popular level.
1: I mean, it's not like most deaf was that popular. He was going gold with it.
2: He was popular, bro. Yeah. I
1: he saw had a
2: movie. I knew about him. Like, he was popular. Everybody, like... I don't know. I just feel like if you were alive and you liked rap music, you knew about most deaf. He was more popular than Pharrell. Monch.
1: Yeah, Ferromanchu and Gold also. They
2: were like the same level. Yeah, but I knew about Most Deaf more for some reason. Probably because of his movies and I don't know. I just
1: Yeah, it's because he was an actor too. That's why he just said it.
2: i that's just my guess.
1: To do more. Not a guess, it's a fact.
2: But I knew about his music. I knew who like when I seen him in a movie, I knew oh, that's most deaf. I just knew about most death. And I wasn't like a hip-hop like fan, you know what I mean, back then.
1: Yeah, most death was like the face of underground rap. Huh. And the best he could do was go gold. Because that's how it is when you're underground. Yeah, he was signed to Rockus Records at his prime. That's not a major label. But that's the thing. Back then, going gold meant you're like, at best, you're underground rapper that got some, like a big song to take you to the next level to go gold in today's era in streaming, especially without radio play and all that, you're just depending on playlists and going viral. It's harder to do that, that's why. So that's why, like, did you listen to uh, IDK's album with Kate Trinata? No, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, me neither. Did you listen to Action Bronson's album? Nope. Me neither.
2: See, you're rebelling again no it's not action bronson is your boy what are you doing
1: yeah i like action bronson the personality more than the rapper though
2: i do too i fuck with action Bronson. yeah
1: there's a lot of people like that i i will check it out eventually because i heard you know whatever there's alchemist beats i'll listen to it but it's not like action bronson's the rapper that i ever said hey yo this verse he said like he's funny he's witty He's going to give you the same flow, but he's just a cool character. I like him.
2: I feel like if it was 2016 or 2017, you would have listened to Action Bronson's album, and you would have listened to Kendrick's album more than once. I feel yeah, like hey, some, something's changed in the last... No. no, it hasn't. Yeah, it has. You used to listen to like Action and then more. Not really. I mean, you listen to Mac Homie. Is he a hip-hop guy?
1: Yeah, he's underground, though. He's not mainstream. And I haven't listened to his project this year yet either. It's, it's just, hey, in today's era. Yeah, something's going on. What's going on? It's so much music, not enough time. And my favorite artist drops. So that's what I'm going to listen to.
2: Hold on. So, Mac Homney dropped an album this year?
1: Yeah, like an EP in February or something.
2: Damn, you didn't listen to it? He was like your favorite rapper for a month.
1: Yeah, because Future didn't put out nothing last year. That's what I'm saying. When Future didn't drop, I had to look for more stuff. Now he's back, so I'm back on that. My boy, the Boy, put out a project last week, too. I haven't listened to it yet, either. Damn. This is
2: what happens. You're not tired of Future's album yet? No. I, I almost played it out too much.
1: I didn't. All I do is skip track three and track four, and I let everything else go.
2: Yeah, track four, to me, is worse than track three.
1: Yeah, they kind of the same. But yeah, Fortnite is geekier.
2: That's crazy. That
1: let me try to
2: see where is this. This guy, man, The future doesn't need to drop no more. Then what do you mean? You're not even listening to the boy. Hey man, take it easy. He didn't. I even... think you're probably just waiting for like summertime to really hit to listen to that.
1: Nah, I can listen to it right now. I just saw Kamaya put out a video with the boy. I'm gonna watch that after this.
2: Oh, yeah, you still uh, rocking with your homegirl, I see.
1: Yeah, I like her. Wow,
2: yeah. they got too short at the Warriors game. I wonder how many Warriors games you performed at.
1: And who else put out a video? Oh, yeah, um, what's my man's name? Max o Cream put out a song today in a video. I'll check that out, too. See, it's easier to watch the video, but to listen to a whole project? It's not like the old days when we used to work overnight and I could just listen to albums back-to-back and relax. Those used to be the good old days. That's how I used to get a lot of content. Me too. Because we used to just work overnight. Not much to do, but entertain yourself. So that's when I used to really be on listening to everything, watching everything. But now we daytime workers. I don't got time for that.
2: Yeah, and you do. That's what's up, that you still fuck with Max. So I know that's your homie.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I got to support all the brothers out there. He's good, man. He put out an album last year. Was that the Weight of the World album?
2: So is this the end of the album run that we were excited about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Weight of the World came out last fall. That joint was very, very good. It's probably his best album.
2: So there's no other um, albums coming out that, like, no. are there any other artists that you're excited to drop, like Uzi or Travis?
1: no. Uh, what did you call man I wish I remember the name Hot Drop Hip Hop Summer or something
2: I don't know Blazing Tracks
1: yeah but uh, the only thing I see is on June 24th Chris Brown and Lupe are putting out albums hmm so I don't see anybody else that's about to pull up I mean Travis is outside again so maybe we'll get an album by the end of the year but I'm not really excited by that of course i'll listen to it uzi i I don't know like i said it's like even freddie gibbs right now i'm not excited for his album
2: why just because he got beat up a little bit no even,
1: even before that i told you like i wasn't feeling the singles he's been putting out i didn't like the song with rick ross the Jada kiss the song with Jada kiss was just cool uh It's like, yeah, the last two singles he put out, I didn't like it. I like the um, song with Schoolboy Q, Gang Signs, and I like the Big Boss Rabbit where they flip the Nazir to man beat. But, yeah, the last two singles he put out, I didn't like it. Yeah, so it's like, and then West Side Gun, I think he's chilling, working on other stuff because... He's not talking about putting out a project anytime soon. Um, what other rappers do I like? Pusha T already put out his project. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's my man's name? Burner Boy's about to put out another album soon. And it looks like he's getting jiggy again. So that's exciting.
2: Oh, yeah. You was hating on Burner Boy just because he didn't want to fight crazy ass uh, Shadow Ale yeah he should have fought him nobody wants yeah. to fight that crazy ass nigga he be jumping on he be, he jumps on the ground and shit on stage yeah. he jumps in the air and like lands on his back and shit yeah he's next Who wants to fight somebody like that
1: hey man they should have they didn't have to fight they they had to do a rap battle that's what Shadow Wally said let's take it to the bars and Burna Boy got low and I'm happy that Burna Boy finally got the Grammy he's been crying for so Hopefully, he's going to give us Jiggy music again, because I didn't like his last album Twice as Tall, the one that Puffy executive
2: produced. He made a Polo G song on that joint. It was funny, like, the way the beat sounded. You can tell, like, it was literally like, I'm about to make a Polo G song.
1: Yeah, see, he was just doing that to, I guess, get the Grammy voters to fuck with him. But it worked. Hey, Puffy got him that Grammy, so... Speaking of Puffy, did you see um he signed his first artist to love
2: records? No, nah, who who decided to do that? Uh an artist named Jazzy. Well, good luck to you, Jazzy.
1: He called her the female biggie.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Come on, Puffy. It's like almost 30 years later. You can't keep doing this. did he didn't he sign Gorilla Black? Yeah, he did. Like, come on, dog. And he had shine. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, you got to give up, man. <laughs> what
1: do you mean give up?
2: You should have just executive produced Pusha T's album for all that.
1: I mean, he's done that already before. The executive produced the King uh, Push album.
2: Why don't you just get, like, another mace? Well. Loon 2-
1: 3.0. I don't think rappers want to fool him. That's why he's doing R&B now, like you said.
2: I mean, you know he gotta get it how he live he still has a passion for music, I see,
1: yeah, man, why
2: not? Do you if he, if he was really smart, he should go to Khaled route and like executive produce an album and get like the hottest people on it, so you don't have to worry about signing people, and you can still have like a good musical impact in the in the atmosphere right now in the space,
1: yeah, that would be a good idea. But even Callie, do you see, he used to have a label. Now nobody is signing to him. All right, but enough about music, Jamal. Let's talk about some basketball, some round ball.
2: Basketball is not your favorite sport. You like it when they dribble. You know what's going to happen one day? One day you're going to hate on basketball like you are doing hip hop. And one day you're probably going to um hate football again, too. Like I, I'm calling it right now, so we got it on record. Uh,
1: that's the thing. The reason why I'll never hate on football again is because I am a casual. I'm not a diehard football fan. I watch it. I entertain it. I enjoy it, but it's nothing that I try to think too critically about. Basketball, nah, that'll always stay with me. That's the first thing I fell in love with as a kid knowingly. I loved music before, but that's another story for another day. Hip-hop, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I like what I like. Just because you don't think I like it doesn't mean it's not the case.
2: Anyway, so the NBA right now they're having their highest playoff viewership um, in like four years, really eight years. But um, yeah,
1: according to the NBA's you know press release, this the second round. Uh, so far, the, well, the 2022 playoffs are the most viewed through the conference semifinals in the last eight years, which is 2014, the last time Miami had LeBron. So it's been eight years since people have been watching the playoffs like this at this point.
2: And do the experts have any like reason for that?
1: Nah, I haven't seen any experts given actual reasons. I just well people
2: think it's because of the revived Warriors and the Celtics being like a complete team.
1: But the but the Celtics were good a few years ago, 2018, they played LeBron in the conference finals. I mean, the Boston's almost always in the playoffs and the Warriors did you forget in 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018, they played in the finals? So how come the ratings weren't as crazy when they were there?
2: Well, Jason Tatum, was he dropping 45 on niggas in the playoffs back then? Nah,
1: but he was last year.
2: And I didn't know Jared Dudley was an assistant coach in the Mavericks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know this is probably wrong but i feel like because uh teams like memphis and phoenix even though they were in last year and denver basically i feel like because it's not like all of those was,
1: teams made the playoffs last year too by the way
2: true but i mean i don't know i have no reason why the, the, the ratings are up hey, high. don't don't make up stuff man Just why is it, why is america interested in basketball playoffs this year are there more white stars or something
1: no The reason why I think they're more interested is because with no LeBron, there's been an emphasis on promoting the new crop of talent. The Jason Tatums, the Lucas, the John Morants, they've gotten to flourish. You got Jimmy Butler doing his thing. You got, um, yeah, the Suns, they flopped. But hey, they Hmm. were the best team in the regular season. People love Devin Booker, Chris
2: Paul. Like you, you love Chris Paul. Nah, he's a geek.
1: You have, um, it was trying to even remember the playoffs. Like, yeah, the first round, you had the interest of everybody trying to see the Nets lose and they got swept. Who saw that coming? So it was a lot of interesting things. Even though two LA teams weren't there, the Knicks weren't there, it's still interest because People are seeing the new crop of talent. I feel like everybody has kind of gotten exhausted of the media always focusing on LeBron and, oh, what's LeBron going to do? What's LeBron going to do? Now that he's not in the playoffs and you can actually appreciate all the talent because they don't do the same thing with Steph Curry. They don't do the same thing with any other superstar. Even though LeBron is 37 going on 38, and entering his 20th season in the NBA, he's still the face of the league. So without the face of the league in the playoffs, you got to promote and produce more faces of the league. And then also, the NBA, you realize, they ain't on that activism shit no more. <laughs> they stopped.
2: Oh, yeah. I yeah, they got that
1: out of here. We know this is America. You can't be doing all that pro-Black stuff, and you have that Black-ass league, and you're going to think, middle america wants to watch that
2: and you got all those nappy ass afros and corals whoa, whoa, on top whoa, whoa, of
1: the well the guy that said that has dreads so he can say that who said what yeah you what you just said
2: somebody with dread said nappy ass afros yeah you oh yeah of course i can say it. nigga i'm black and i'm joking and if you want to be sensitive and a fucking weirdo suck my dick
1: yeah kendrick said cancel culture is a myth get out of here
2: yeah, and I love that they want to cancel Kendrick, but he already turned his phone off and doesn't have social media. Like he's a
1: guy playing soccer and FIFA with kids. Yeah, like you won't, <laughs> it won't. You can
2: It doesn't work on him. You can be mad about Kodak Black all you want. He doesn't <laughs> care. He's from Westside Compton. Shit doesn't matter. Fuck out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think the playoffs, the NBA, is realizing that hey, parody is what they've been promoting. If you look at how they've been trying to get rid of super teams in a way there is still technically just one super team in the NBA, but Ben Simmons won't play. So hey, are they a super team? If one of the three doesn't want to play, no. But if you look at, um, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm looking through the playoff teams. It's like everybody, like it was cool to see Minnesota, like Anthony Edwards, Cat, even Patrick Beverly. You see how he's wilding on TV today. Early yeah. yesterday also yeah um you had of course we talked about philadelphia you got him be hard and choking that was interesting toronto they I don't, don't know why that
2: was, that was so interesting i was expected what do you mean hard and choking like when he does he not yeah,
1: th- this is the best choking he's done i think since his last year in uh okc maybe damn Man, he's been this shitty since he was a young nigga. yeah so, hey, he took it to a new level. Even the Pelicans, like.
2: Yeah, that was tight.
1: Competitive series with the Suns without Zion. Like, it was just cool to see the new generation. Like, it was Brandon Ingram. He's continuing to evolve as a player. The Chicago Bulls finally made the playoffs again. Yeah, they got they were quick work, but, hey. <laughs> it was cool to see the Bulls in the playoffs again. Trey Young, yeah, they got Petey Rode, but, hey. That was a familiar face people got to see make the conference finals last year. So I think the new cast of characters in the NBA, combined with the traditional powers like Miami, Golden State, I think that's what made people interested more than before. And Mm. I think it'll continue to go. Like, I think these conference finals will have great ratings because Luka Doncic, is one of the potential leaders of the league for the future. Of course, Steph Curry is, excuse me, still there. And the Warriors might be able to start their dynasty again in the East. You have Jimmy Butler playing out of his mind. Jason Tatum elevating his game to a superstar now. I think the ratings are going to continue to be impressive. And I think it's great for the NBA to see their ratings going up. Now, what does this mean for the regular season? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you already know. It's going to be
2: MLB, baby.
1: Now, YouTube City for that one. We ain't watching games highlights. That's what the majority of America is going to do. But hey, for the people that focus on ratings and things like that, like me to gauge the interest of America on certain things, because that's all it is, is just to see how the interest of certain leagues or even in music. When you pay attention to sales, you wanna see what are the interests of these artists and how does that affect how the labels or the leagues will market their product. So it's cool that the ratings are the highest it's been since 2014. We'll see how it continues, but who do you have going in the to the finals in these series?
2: Um, I have...
0: Golden State and Boston.
1: Yeah, I got Golden State in six and Boston in seven. And then I got in the finals, Golden State in six.
2: Yeah, Steph's about to get another ring. He's about to catch LeBron. Finally get his first finals MVP as well. Yeah, so he can kill all that noise for all you haters out there like you.
1: Uh, what do what do I hate on Steph for? For being little?
2: You just act like he just is like he's whack or something in the playoffs and in the finals. No, nah, he's not whacking. Up and you think like Luca's better than him? Yeah, this season Luca
1: is better than
2: him. Uh, well, doesn't look like it tonight.
1: Well, hey, Luca's better than him, but who plays on the better team?
2: Yeah, Luca would do numbers if him and Steph. <laughs> what? Him and Steph switched.
1: Yeah, and what would Steph do with that roster? Not, uh-huh. You saw what happened. You give Luka Draymond Green Andrew, Ray and Thompson and Jordan Poole and Kaminga and all those toys. Please. Even Andrew Wiggins is balling today. Luca doesn't have that. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is supposed to be his sidekick. He's hurt.
2: And it's going to be hard for him to get more people because he's keeping up the Dirk tradition always making the playoffs and never getting a good draft pick. I mean, Hey, that's like a Dallas like problem.
1: It's not just Dallas. That's everybody. If you have a star or superstar player that accelerates the team building process. So yeah, like you said, eventually he's going to make your team too good to get a high draft pick. So then you just have to get lucky in the draft. So, Hey,
2: or just draft better like the Warriors. They never really, huh? they're never that whack. And they always, they keep, they've been adding better, like good, like good players. Like even Kevin Looney, not saying he's like all that, but he was like a nice addition at four time. Even them having like Otto Porter helps, you know what I'm saying? They've been the able to
1: form a third pick in the draft.
2: Do you yeah. remember
1: how they started their dynasty? Steph and Klay Thompson were lottery picks.
2: And then they got Harrison Barnes.
1: Yeah, he was a lottery pick.
2: That's mm, so my they, point. <laughs> That's so they started off strong. Huh? They basically started off strong and just made Yeah, teams. and Steph, and like you said,
1: Luka's good enough to make his team competitive immediately. Steph wasn't good enough to make his team competitive like that immediately. That's why they were still in the lottery and able to acquire more quality players. And then they made trades for good veterans like Bogut and Iguodala. So they were able to take their time building their team because they weren't rushed to accelerate the process because they had a superstar making them make the playoffs or making them have low draft picks in the lottery. So hey, Luca is too good. I guess that's a that's a good problem to have. But hey, we'll see what happens because yeah, it is tough to find a number two. Look at the um Bucks. They had Chris Middleton. They knew, hey, we need another piece to make us a championship team. They got Drew Holiday. They won a championship. Not everybody else is going to be able to navigate through those trades and find the best suitor. Like, look at what the Mavericks did. Because they knew Luca was that nice, they accelerated the process, and then they traded for Chris Steps Porzingis. How did that work out?
2: He's on the Wizards, right?
1: Yeah. Damn. They gave up a first-round pick to get Christoph's Porzingis, and then they had to flip him a couple years later for Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans, and some mumbo sauce.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, hey, <laughs> what, what
2: can you do? And a Sabiato uh, fit. Oh, man, classic. Yeah, it makes you about to cop some shorts for the summer. Oh, okay, I dig it. Yeah, I'm about to get the little head joint too. You know the little little scully. Oh, yeah, because now that you got dreads
1: again, you have to use it as accessories.
2: Yeah. I respect it's a, that. It's a sob summer for me this summer.
1: Whoa, you're gonna be yeah. sad all summer?
2: No, sob like SOLB. <laughs> I
1: know I'm playing, man. Taking
2: it back, taking it back. But um you need
1: to get you a 6 t with that
2: if you mm-hmm. really
1: want to take it back.
2: Nah, nah. I'm just an XL boss these days. Nah, that's not good enough. But um, uh, I might get some drop socks too. You never know. But um, what who the do you hell think are drop socks?
1: You know, huh? I'm, you know, I'm old school. What the hell are drop socks?
2: You know the big thick joints, the super thick ones. Like the little, you know how like socks have like the little lines, like the little yeah, touch, touch? yeah. But they're like real thick. Just don't worry about it. But um. Who would you say are the top ten best youngest players that will probably lead the next generation of the NBA?
1: Ten? What? Five? There's ten faces of the league.
2: Not faces, but will like I said, like run the course. You you said you said that there's a lot of like good young talent. So who are the best ten? I don't
1: have time for ten. Five. Just name people.
2: Name people. It don't got to be in no order.
1: John Moran. Luka Doncic uh what's my man's name Jason Tatum uh, I think Evan Mobley's gonna take the next step with the Cavs that's gonna be a young team that is gonna be in contention soon um I like Jalen Green a lot I hope they get a good pick to pair with him in the draft next month um I know you don't really fool with him as much, but I think Kate Cunningham is gonna be a Fuliano.
2: I don't have nothing against Kate Cunningham. That's the one in Detroit, right? Yeah, I don't think you you see the vision. No, I ain't, I mean, I ain't got nothing. Oh
1: yeah, him. you hear the voice going high? That's I never said nothing bad about Kate. going on. I never said
2: nothing bad about
1: him. Yeah, over here, yeah, your voice didn't say that. I never heard you go high like that, false ass nigga. I don't have nothing against.
2: I don't Kate nothing Cunningham. wrong with him. When did I say something against Kay Cunningham on Saturday? When no, you was, didn't, it was somebody else you said, yeah, no, nah, it was him. You was like, ah, nah, it was probably Evan or somebody Andy Barnes, my man. I think it was him,
1: yeah, he's gonna take it to the next level.
2: LaMelo, <laughs> you didn't mention him or Anthony Edwards,
1: yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of people, young. yeah, see, it's a lot of people, man.
2: Who, who's the best young big man?
1: Uh. Maybe my nephew, 3J. True. Him and Jared Allen, Evan Mobley.
2: And then what's the, oh yeah, Bain, the football player too.
1: Yeah, Desmond Bain, he can, he can produce, he can become something productive. I think, well, he is productive already, but I think he potentially could make a couple all-star games. He's a very good player. He's strong. He can Can, shoot the three. He's a good defender.
2: Can Shy make a few all-star games?
1: No, damn, was really? To like the East or something.
2: So he's not all that.
1: He's good, but I mean, CJ McCullum made never made an all star game. He's very good too. You see how right. long it took Mike Conley to make an all star game? Right, right.
2: Stacked up I'm saying, but That
1: doesn't mean you're a bad player. It just means, hey, you're in, you're in a tough conference.
2: But Shy is nice though, right? Like, he's one of the good young ones too, right? What do you mean? Like, like all out of all the names you mentioned, would you put him in there? No. Damn, he's not on none of their levels.
1: Not that he's on none of their levels. I'm when I name those guys, I'm like projecting like Shy Gildress Alexander is a very good player on a bad team. I yeah. don't know what that means when that team actually is good sure and works. what his stats will be. It's easy to put up stats on poo-poo
2: teams. That Donovan Mitchell, think. too. You forgot about him.
1: Hey, you know, I don't rate that guy. <laughs> He's Spider. a good player, but he's 6'1". I think I don't know how much better he can be. Hmm. He just, he, this man just had a very good season. And hey, you stuck with Rudy Gobert, and you're little.
2: Damn, Rudy Gobert has has he has his stock been Rudy going? Gobert down? is
1: the best player on their team.
2: It's not Donovan Mitchell. I feel like people have been trying him a lot this year. Cool. Rudy? And he got spun around again this year. He keeps trying him. to guard people outside the paint, and they always make them spin around.
1: That's what happens. You on the perimeter, everybody knows your liability. You're not the same, but, I mean, if you look at Rudy Gobert, he is still their most important player on the team. So that's why I'm like, all right, the best player on your team is Rudy Gobert, well, how far is your team going? He just led the league in rebounds. He's probably going to be first-team all-defense. Again, well-deserved. So it's not like Rudy Gobert's a bum. It's just, hey, he's not good enough to be the best player or second best player on the championship team. That's why I I, same Donovan Mitchell. He's a good player, but. I
2: eh. can't wait till uh, Cam Reddish. Start starts.
1: out Zion. I hope you can come back next year. You're one of the best young players,
2: too. We need I can't you. wait till Cam Reddish can like do something.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for that young man.
2: And um, you said Zion's one of the best young players. Um, Damn it. I just had him. Oh, yeah, Tyler Hero. He's one of the best young players. Yeah, he's a good six man. And he's pretty, what is this, like his third, fourth season?
1: Yeah, this is uh, third season. Yeah, like. One six man of the year.
2: Don't sleep on Tyler. You know what I'm saying? He's young and balling.
1: Yeah, he's a very good bench player. He's the best bench player in the league.
2: And only his third year. That's good.
1: Yeah. So what do you want me to do? Give the white Jamal Crawford a cookie?
2: Dang, it's because he's white. You don't want to give him any props.
1: No, nah, I mean, hey. <laughs> I thought we were talking about starters. When we talking oh, about I the big it. stars, are you talking about bench players?
2: I get it. I get it.
1: That's why I was like, yeah, he's the white Jamal Crawford, not disrespecting Jamal Crawford. I think you should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm You and Williams, if you are one of the six men is a role that is important to every team. Of course, just because you don't start a game doesn't mean that you don't play the majority of the minutes and you're not in closing time. But the reason why I was saying Tyler Hero like that is because you don't say you don't think about a star player being the six man.
2: That's who starts right. ahead of him? Huh? Who's like who starts ahead of him?
1: Uh it? well, it depends on their lineup. Let me look at their roster because that's a good question.
2: Like, why is he not starting?
1: <clears throat> well, let's see. Who starts? Let's see. This is taking a while to load. On their playoff games, their starting lineup is normally Jimmy. Oh, Max Strauss starts in front of him. I don't know who that is. Exactly. P.J. Tucker, Max Strauss, Bam, Jimmy Butler, and then when he's healthy, Kyle Lowry would be the other starter. Sometimes Gabe Vincent starts. You don't know who he is either.
2: Doesn't Spolstra and like Pat Riley not like young players?
1: Nah, they play young players.
2: Yeah, they play. Well, Pat, he let D. Wade cook, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, Tom Thibodeau that doesn't like young players. That's why Cam Reddish is in
2: bondage. That shit is stupid. All that old school bullshit. Get that shit out of here.
1: Hey, that's that's why you
2: never won. Hey, He got coach of
1: the year a couple times.
2: With with Derrick Rose?
1: I think he won it last year with the Knicks too because, you know, sports media loves New York.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) So they gave him coach of the year for just making the playoffs with the Knicks. Well,
2: at least he still has a job and he's out here still.
1: Yeah, man. But what do you think? Of who, who do you think are the next stars for the next generation?
2: Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, Trey Young, Luca,
0: um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Green, um, let me see who else.
2: Ja, of course. Damn, I can't believe the Wizards don't have one. What do you mean you can't believe they've never had one? Rui, it's like, nah. Damn, that's crazy. John Wall's already gone.
1: What do you okay. mean already gone? He got
2: drafted over a decade ago.
0: Oh, nine, right? 2010.
2: Hmm, I wonder who else was drafted in 2010, who's still around and doing pretty good. Boogie Cousins is a
1: solid bench player now. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: That was injuries though.
1: Yeah, but hey, the same thing with uh the same thing with John Wall, injuries.
2: Yeah, but he was already kind of slumming for a little mm, while.
1: Not really, it was injuries that did it.
2: Same thing with Gordon Hayward, another 2010. Um, Paul George is still, I guess, out here.
1: Yeah, injury still. Damn, that's the injury draft. Um, <laughs> hey, man, it's sports. Not that's what I'm saying. LeBron James has tricked a lot of people into thinking you're gonna be nice for 15 plus years. That's not real life. He's a robot. That's why, like last week when we were talking about James Harden and D Wade, they gave you eight prime years. And a few very good years. But, hey, that's a great – that's a Hall of Fame career. Those brothers are Hall of Famers without a doubt.
2: Not yeah, everybody
1: is no, going to be great for 20 years, man.
2: Nobody for that draft is um balling these days.
1: None of them are going to the Hall – well, not Paul George is going to the Hall of Fame. That's – yeah.
2: Like, none of them. I'm looking at this joint. None of them are balling. Larry Sanders been out of there. yeah. <laughs>
1: Now Paul George had a good season until he got hurt.
2: Damn. Yeah, this draft wasn't that good.
1: It was a good draft. Look at how many all-stars there are.
2: Who, Evan Turner and Wesley Johnson? Greg it's Monroe? Cool.
1: Are you still looking at
2: 2010?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Paul George, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Gordon Hayward. They were all all-stars at their peak.
2: It's just, yeah, I guess it's just four players though. But, yeah, do you know how you
1: think there's multiple all stars in every draft? Look at the 2013 draft, how many all stars are there? Hmm. That's the worst draft of the last 15 years.
2: Oh, that's the Anthony Bennett joint, yeah. Um, Victor, he was an all star, right? Yep, and let's see. Yep, CJ McCollum didn't make it, nope. I forgot about Shabazz Muhammad. He played with slow-mo. Oh, they got um, Victor Oladipo, Giannis, Nigeria's pulling up heavy. Um, And Rudy Gobert, that's it.
1: Damn. Three. Mm -hmm. That's my point. (laughs) You make it seem – it's not like 10 all-star – there's not 10 all-stars in every draft. That's not how it works.
2: Well – 2012 had Anthony Davis, Bradley Bill, Damian Lillard, Andre Drummond, Draymond Green. I'll say Chris,
1: Andre Drummond.
2: Chris Middleton. What? Yeah, Anthony Davis, Bradley Bill, Dame, Chris Middleton.
1: Yeah, how much is that?
2: Andre never made it to the All-Star. Nah, he
1: did, he did. Yeah,
2: what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, a six. Yeah, how many of them are going to the Hall of Fame?
2: Draymond is, right? Yeah. Dame probably will. Yes. Bradley Bill can.
1: No, he's not going to no damn Hall of Fame.
2: Anthony Davis is.
1: Yeah, three.
2: Well, you just brought in another variable. You didn't say Hall of Fame. We weren't talking about Hall of Fame earlier. No, but I'm
1: saying in the 2013 draft, Giannis and Rudy Gobert are going to the Hall of Fame.
2: And then... 2011 had Kyrie Klay Thompson Kimba Kawhi Jimmy Butler I don't think Vuce Vuce, whatever his name is Vucevic he never made an all-star did he
1: yeah he did yeah because the east stinks and you need to take a big man he made a few he made like four or three two All. yeah two all-star teams
2: and Travis Kelsey never made one right
1: no nigga, what sport is this?
2: Valentunas. No. That's Travis Kelsey. You didn't know that. No. This
1: nigga don't know shit. Who's Travis Kelsey?
2: Valentunas is Travis Kelsey.
1: Who's Travis Kelsey?
2: The nigga on the um Chiefs. The tight end. Um have you like a tight end? You don't know who Travis Kelsey is? <laughs> What is that, not his name or something? Nah, that is his name. I'm kidding with you. This guy is different. Wow, Jimmer for dead. I forgot about this
1: guy. Yeah, they used to love him. They said he used to go to jail to learn how to hoop.
2: Jimmer went to jail?
1: Yeah, he used to go. He wasn't in prison. He was going to jail to go hoop up with niggas. Jimmer? Yeah, you didn't know that? He's from upstate New York. He would walk down to the jail and go hoop up. Look it up. I'm not making that up.
2: His name was Jimmer.
1: Yeah, that's his nickname or his real
2: name. Well, last team he played for was the Shanghai Sharks. So Niho. <laughs> Nihau. <laughs> Ni yeah. Well, yeah, man. I guess the NBA is in good hands for the future, you know.
1: Hey, I'm looking forward to the draft next month. I think Chet Holmgren can be
2: special. Is he related to Mike Holmgren?
1: No. Uh-huh. And he could be the first white man, white American, to go number one overall since
2: 1977.
1: Damn. Man, you didn't think it was a draw like that?
2: Nah. Hey. Who's the last white person to go number one?
1: Kent Benson, 1977. Or you mean a European, too?
2: Yeah, Luca, right?
1: He wasn't number one because the Suns are stupid. <laughs>
2: Who they pick again? DeAndre. Number 1?
1: Yeah. That's And sick. and they hired Lucas International team coach, coach to be their right. coach and they took DeAndre, dumbass.
2: Oh my gosh. That whoever did that has to be I mean they, I'm sure they're fired right now.
1: Nah, I think they're still there. That's what the owner wanted. Yeah, that don't make sense. But yeah, the last white person to go number one overall
2: hmm
1: it might be Marco Milicic? no he was number two no i think it's it might be uh, your man andrea bargani mm. and then before that andrew Bogie. oh shit <laughs> you don't like that nah What's is that fuck? is that why they've been staying away from whites
2: I mean, the Europeans be balling. It's the Americans that don't.
1: Yeah, but they weren't supposed to go number one overall. Andrea Bargiani and Andrew Bogut.
2: I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. You know how <laughs> people in suits are. Hey man, but everybody, if you had eyes and you
1: watched basketball, you should have known Luca was the first pick. Shout out Jamar. I used to tell Jamar all the time. Hey, man, you see that Luka kid? He used to be like, yeah, man, I'll be watching NBA TV. On the weekends when they show the Spanish leagues and the Eurobasket games, that white boy is nice because Jamar, you know him, he's a basketball lover too. And he's a Real Madrid fan of the soccer team. So, you know, Real Madrid, a lot of those teams in Europe, they also have basketball teams and other sports. It's like a big house of sports. So Real Madrid's basketball team is nice as hell, too. And Luca was the man. Like, I don't know why the Suns did that, but I guess they were like, oh, Devin Booker is so good. We can't give in. We can't draft somebody that takes the ball out of his hands, please.
2: You would think since they had Steve Nash, they would want another white star, but I guess not. And they're in Phoenix. That's, yeah. a, that's another white capital of America.
1: I mean what isn't a white capital of america that's the real question
2: atlanta washington dc um
1: well isn't washington dc like a light it's not chocolate city anymore isn't it like nah
2: it's still chocolate city to me it's black as hell okay it's black as hell Uh, i was just talking to james he said austin is white as hell he said it's white like it's not black at all It's a white city. DC to me is not a white city. Maybe because I'm black and I just be where black people would be at, but it's a lot of shit to do for black people. Yeah, that's true. Like all over. Philly's not a white uh, capital. Milwaukee's not a white capital. You already know Memphis and all that. It's not a white capital. New yeah. Orleans is black. Houston's black.
1: Well, Houston has its parts. It's a big-ass city.
2: Yeah, but it's black. Yeah. blackety black.
1: It has its parts. I've been in Houston since I was a kid. Shout out to all my family down in Houston. Shout out to Sugar Land. Shout out to Missouri City. Shout out to everybody, man. But Welcome. Houston has its parts. It's a big-ass city. Going from the north side to the south side of Houston is almost like going to another state.
2: Probably like going from DC to like Woodbridge.
1: Longer than that, it's crazy. Damn, yeah, Damn. it's crazy, man. <laughs> so there's like people that are from Southside Houston that never been to the North, and vice versa.
2: Mm, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's why it was easy for them to have plex back in the days.
2: Hey man, we ride red around here. Hey man,
1: we down with everybody, cause I represent that good. Red, white, and blue. The stars and the stripes, America.
0: Whoa.
1: Wait, you don't no. rep America? No. Oh yeah, see. Hey, we gotta end right there at Chopper Super. <laughs> I'm about to read this boy, The Declaration of Independence. I'ma holla at y'all, next week, Jamal's gonna come on this show and sing, I'm proud to be an American.
2: I don't rep America, man. Sorry. What? I don't.
1: Gee, you need to find God.
2: I I, I found God, and uh, this is not the land of God. So.
1: It is. You just nah. have to believe.
2: This is the land of money, man. This you is gotta, Babylon, Babylon 2.0.
1: And you gotta you gotta listen to Jason Whitlock. He's about to make America love God again and hey, Jesus.
2: He needs to get out my trap. And leave Nashville.
1: Hey, yeah, man, you can't. Nashville's hot for conservatives right now.
2: I don't know what he's doing down there. <laughs> what
1: do you mean? Like I said, Nashville's like a capital for conservatives.
2: Shout out Jalen Ramsey. You know, he's a Nashville area legend.
1: Salute to him. But yeah, Jamal, I'm going to pray for you, bro You need America in your life.
2: Hey, man, I'm about world peace.
1: Yeah, America is too.
2: You know, I'm not going to get into that, but it is what it is. Hey, we They're letting the uh, white white mass shooters go home again. Hey, Amen. Stay alive and shit. How so,
1: else is how else are you going to take him to court?
2: For what? Take him to court for what? We already know what he did. Put pull.
1: We got to figure out why he did it.
2: Because he's fucking crazy and a racist white person.
1: We're going to figure that out in court
2: well it looks like the green light is on for the racist whites and they're about to start tearing shit up because the democrats in office so
1: hey hey, they've been doing that for a while ain't gonna change
2: everyone brace yourself no they only did they didn't do that during bush they did it when obama got
1: in well yeah yeah they didn't even though he's half white see that's the problem some of these brothers that are half white they need to keep talking about being half white too. (laughs) Skip Bayless had a point. He said, how come I can't take credit for Blake Griffin? He's half white. It's true. Why can't they have him too?
2: Because we don't, because I don't know. I don't know.
1: Exactly. We need some of these guys, Drake, embrace your half whiteness. Jacob, no, they
2: like us too much. Embrace they half don't, whiteness. They don't want us to leave them. They want Patrick to keep
1: Mahomes embrace your. Well, he, he is
2: embracing his half whiteness. And
1: shout out the LeBron James Jr. He's embracing his white woman too. You guys need to stop bullying that kid.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that. He went to prom with y'all on
1: the internet. Y'all crazy.
2: He went to prom with a real white
1: girl, like a blonde <laughs> white girl. Like, yeah, what do you think, this brother? is a wealthy white kid i mean I they called
2: me. him, they called her a sun dodger was,
1: he is a wealthy. he is the never son, heard of that one he is the son of a wealthy black people he grew up in private school what do you think he's gonna like
2: hey man to each his he own called him what a sun dodger they called the girl a sun dodger
1: oh that's a good one
2: yeah i never heard of that one before
1: yeah we out man god bless america Chapasu su cabos
2: <laughs> hasta go
1: Hey, don't be speaking that ang that Spanglish America.